Have you seen the video for that one? Or, 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 or did you watch the oh, video no, no, for that? No, no, no. I remember yeah. like a seal. <laughs> did you watch the video for it? Oh my god. <laughs> Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a oh. weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! <laughs> hey! 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 See, I see her do monkey noises, and Tyler gets mad at me for playing fart noises. Because it's where we get all of our time in a place, out. baby. Time in a place. Yes, exactly. This is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast. This is gonna be a good one. This is a. Uh, we're four years into our career here at Asinine Radio. <laughs> We are. We're, we're about to celebrate our four-year anniversary in July, no. so we're almost there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but my name is Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff is is here too, and uh, we also welcome back friend of the pod Ryan. It's been a while since he's been on. Before last week, he hadn't been. He had been boycotting for many many months. Um. So go to iTunes. Go rate, rate review, and subscribe to us. And there, follow us on social media at Asinine Radio. Whoa. Oh, Friend boy. and critic of the pod, Ryan. Uh, yeah, I'm very upset that you tricked me on the two episodes. How did I trick <laughs> I you? I only agreed to be on one. <laughs> Stupid. Well, technically, you've been on two and like maybe a not even a quarter because of last week, the debacle of last week. Which, but anyway, how the shitty computer didn't work. All right, everyone. Uh, Ryan decided not to join us uh, as we rank. All of the Limp Biscuit albums, all six of them, even though one of them is kind of an EP, I don't know. But yeah, so Ryan's not going to be joining us for that, but he will be on the rest of the episodes, so stay tuned for that. Uh, but yeah, so Jeff and I, we're here, and uh, we're going to start with um, our least favorite Limp Biscuit record, all the way down to our fa- all the way down to our favorite. And um, I guess let's just get into it. Yeah. Sound yeah. Good? Let's let's uh, let's get into it. Okay, what do you got? What, what is your least favorite, least favorite Limp Bizkit record? Uh, my least favorite, and I haven't heard this one in many, many moons. But um, results may vary. That's that's my that's my least favorite one. I and mean, I, I appreciate Fred trying to get deep and trying to like uh, get good, I guess. <laughs> but the music just kind of seemed to be missing that edge that like all of the previous albums had. It was just, I mean, there's a couple bangers on there. But um, overall, it was just it was just kind of flat. It was, just, it was kind of whatever's. wasn't really bad. It was just, eh. Yeah. Eh. yeah. Yep. 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 Ah. So what, what's your what's your banger on that? If you even have a banger on this. Uh, I do. I do. I do. I do. I do. I do. Um, I think "Behind Blue Eyes" is a pretty damn good cover. Oh my I, god. Dude, I like what? that. I like it a lot. Um, <laughs> you are nuts. No, it's a good cover. But uh, oh. almost over is my favorite. It's uh, it's just it's really goofy and it's presented in a silly way. But the lyrics are kind of deep. But mm-hmm. it's it's fucking catchy and it's really he- it's it's like heavy and I don't know. It's just it's just fun. It's just fun and it's it's kind of just Fred saying all these things that that made him sad in his life or something. But it's 
It's really like poppy. And it's just weird. It's a whole like different Limp Biscuit mm-hmm. that we've never even heard before. It's a very, very strange record for sure. For them, at least. Ah, there are some stinkers on that record though. But yeah. So my number six, my least favorite. This is the only Limp Biscuit record that would get rated below a 2.0. Whoa. So our, our, our rating system is three is a perfect uh, album. Two is a good album. You're going to continue to listen to it. One's a bad album, but give it a shot. But in zero is uh, trash. So, yeah, this this is the only one I put below it, too. And that's results may vary. Oof. I I had I haven't listened to this record in probably 10 years. And I thought, you know, going before it, I was like, you know, it's probably not that bad. It's probably, it might actually, I thought maybe it might, like, reach my top three of Limp Bizkit. And it starts off super strong. Like, the first three songs are just, like, are freaking great they're awesome but then after that it, it drops real fast and real hard and it's just it becomes very ballady and uh, it's just it's overall it's not a good record and but the, there are moments that really do shine and and one of them is kind of toward the end of the record and that that song is uh head for the barricade that song's pretty uh pretty fun it's just fast it's heavy and it's what you want from Limbiscuit, really. That's what it is, and it's it's all it's goofy as well. But this album is way too earnest, and it just didn't it didn't work. It just did not work at all. And this is the only one to not feature Wes Borland on guitar. This is uh, Mike Smith, uh, formerly of the band Snot. He played on this record, and um, yeah, it's just not not too good. Not too good. Yeah, yeah, it's whatever's. Yep. Do you do you remember way back in the day when? After Wes left the band, and then they had the they held the guitarist auditions. Yeah, there was an MTV special. Did you watch the MTV special? No. Yeah, there there was this, it was like an hour long thing that they did, and it was them auditioning like thousands of people, or maybe just hundreds of people, um, to be the guitarist, and just it was it was all just shit, absolute shit, and it was just really really stupid. And then they just go with a, one of their buddies. Yeah, exactly. Like that's that's what I remember most about it was all these people legit were trying to like play guitar for Limp Bizkit and they just went with some dude they already know. Yeah. Like fucking dumb or genius <laughs> marketing by Mr. Fred Durst. More than likely it's the the second. The guy's the guy is I'm sure we'll talk about it more later in the episode, but he is self-aware. He understands. He knows what he's doing. He's a master marketer. He is. He really fucking is. And we'll get into that later. <sighs> All right. So what do you got for number five? Uh, number five kind of went back and forth. I almost put this one a little bit higher, but in the end, just my fun and how much I, how much I enjoyed it overall. But um, it's, not, it's not an album. It's an EP, mm-hmm. technically. But realistically, it's, it's more of an album than half of their albums are anyway. True. But uh, Unquestionable Truth Part 1, I put that as number five, even though I thought those was pretty damn good. Like, everything about this album was, was really, really good. And the worst part about this album was Fred Durst. He was, yeah. like, my least favorite part. And he, he took, like, some decent songs that were really good and just messed them up by trying to sing. But doing that, doing that like, results may vary type singing that he tried to do rather than like a chocolate starfish type singing where it's just goofy and fun. And then he also like did some stupid shit where he would talk and just like, like doing that whiny thing, like on the, the song, the priest, like it was so yeah. stupid, <laughs> but, uh, but this album showed glimpses of greatness. There were some like punk songs in there. There was some like rock, there was some metal, there was some hip hop, like there was a little bit of everything 
in bits and pieces on this album. And I thought that was really cool, and I like that about it. Mm-hmm. But I think the truth would have to be like through and through my favorite song. Mm-hmm. If I had to pick one, because every other song has a some part about it that I don't I don't like. Yeah, I guess so. All right, my number five is also the unquestionable truth part. Damn, one. this one this one almost was was a, a notch higher, but I just there's well I'll get more into it once we can move on. But yeah, the unquestionable truth part one is my my number five, and uh, a lot of the same reasons as you. You know, there there are some really amazing parts on this record. Um, but then just the stuff that's not good just really s- sticks out like a sore thumb. It just, just not, it's just whatever. It's okay. You know? Yeah. Um, and this is the, the first time, or this is the second record to be produced by Ross Robinson. So that's kind of cool too. Uh, Wes Borland returned to the fold. So he's back. Uh, but John Otto, the drummer did not play on this record. Cause I think he was in rehab. So they had uh, somebody named like Sammy Heigler or something. I, I don't remember the name. Sammy Hagar. But, yeah, Sammy Hagar. Uh, so yeah, so it's it's a solid solid output from the band, and um, they've always talked about having part two come out someday with Ross producing it. So hopefully that happens. But part there two you go. would be fun. Part two, I think, would be great because of how their later albums after this have have been more self-aware and this was kind of like at the end of maybe them trying to be serious. Yeah. Cause I think, well, the I album, think they're at their best when they're, when they're goofy and they know they're goofy, but they're still producing good music. Oh, I agree with you hundred percent on that. Well, their, their record that they've been working on since like 2012, the stampede of the disco elephants, the Ross Robinson's producing that record. And so I, I don't know why they just didn't call it the unquestionable truth part two, but uh, who knows? Maybe they're they're going back to the goofiness because the couple songs released from the new record have been pretty goofy over the last few years, or on the goofy side of uh, of Limp Biscuit, which is the best part of Limp Biscuit. So, <laughs> what do you got for number four? Uh, number four, Chocolate Starfish, for me. Wow, hello. Huh? Yeah, I never realized how. I, mean, I guess we'll get into it more, but just real quick, I never realized how much. There are some serious bangers on this on this album, like some serious bangers. But then everything else is just meh. Just meh. Okay. Meh. Fair enough. Fair enough. Oh, we'll, we'll get into that, I'm sure. <sighs> okay. So my number four is uh, Significant Other. Oh, you're so stupid. It's just this album, even back back when I was a teenager, I liked it. I've always liked it, but I've, they just have better records. And I thought I would like it more this time around but once again i just it's definitely not bad at all but it they're just better records than this honestly there are better records than this no there's there's not and um the fact that you <laughs> even put chocolate starfish above of that is just stupid this is that's that's just dumb you're being um, dumb no i'm being actually very smart about this no, and I'm being unbiased <laughs> and uh, <laughs> but yeah i mean the best song. I mean, this is probably Limp Bizkit's one of their best songs. Break stuff. Like you have to. This has to be your favorite on this record. You don't it's, tell me what I have to do. First it's so of all. it's so fun and it's so stupid and heavy and that guitar riff. Oh my god, so simple. This song. It's like the simplest song in the world, but god damn it, is it is it a banger? So, break stuff from Significant Other. Um, that's my number four. 
Okay. So let's get into the top three. Top three biscuit. What do you got? Uh, number three, Gold Cobra for me. Okay. This uh, this was Limp Biscuit returning kind of to their roots, but adding some maturity to it. Mm-hmm. For instance, they got back to the funniness of their of their roots with songs like Douchebag, which I think is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> shotgun, which I think is also amazing, and it's incorporating yeah. the shotgun sound as the beat. So <laughs> dumb, so stupid, but also so good. But I really, really love. I, I also like bring it back to that was a really fun one. But oh, I really love Loser. One. Loser is probably my oh, favorite. Yeah. It was just like this cheesy, cheesy melody, but it just went so well with Fred singing cheesy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My my only the, my only thing about that was like I wish the last part of that where he talked about the auto tune mm-hmm. was like a separate track, not the ending to this track. Oh yeah, because it ruins it for playlists for you. Huh? Yeah. But then, but then it leads well into the auto tunage song. Yeah. Oh, it's it's just so funny that Fred is like, oh, this audio is pretty cool, man. Which <laughs> is very, very, very funny. Very good stuff. It's very great. good stuff. Number it three, is. Gold Cobra. And Loser was your was your banger on that? Yeah. Right. Okay. All right. My number three. So my number three and two, they could be interchangeable. Um, and I hate putting number th- this at number three because it is such a solid fucking record. But it's uh, Gold Cobra. It it could really really be higher, but there's too much nostalgia in my top two to where I can't put it that high. But it's it's a great output from the band, like you were saying. Uh, so many cheesy fucking parts, but they work so well. They're so, dude. They just totally know what they're doing, and it works so well. And my favorite song is a uh, Why Try, Why Try. You're gonna die. You're going straight to the gates in the sky or something like that. <laughs> and then one of one. One of the one of the lyrics is one of my favorite ever, is when he calls the person an insecure gorilla. Like, what the fuck does that even mean? <laughs> Says you, you, know. you insecure gorilla. What the fuck? I don't even know. I don't know. But I love that. <laughs> Makes no sense. This whole this whole album doesn't make sense, and the cover art is, it's trippy and it's gross, just like all of their other records. Yeah, they have a lot of good cover art, but this one's like bizarre. Mm-hmm. Yep. Even the song. Uh, Golden or Gold Cobra, the the title track is great. Every song on this is good. There's not a bad one on there, except for the some of the deluxe songs. But the main part of the album, I really have nothing bad to say about it. You know, it's Solid. like I think is there is it's not my favorite cover of by them, but I think it's the most bizarre is, is the new old songs that that remix thing. Oh yeah, I didn't all like that, that hands are eating out of the hand, the brains in front of them, which are eating out of the heads of the brains in front. It's fucking weird. I didn't even look at that. Let me see it real quick. New old songs, right? Yeah, it's just so bizarre. Like everyone's just eating out of each other's brains, and the people like in the front, or whatever oh, those things are. Yeah. It looks I like remember he, this artwork. It looks like somebody's putting their hand in somebody else's mouth. Yeah, in the bottom right. Yeah, fucking <laughs> weird. I wonder who did that. Okay, while you're looking that up, I could go with my number two. Yeah. yeah, what's your number two? What do you got? Um, I'm still surprised that you have Chocolate Starfish in your top two. I don't understand. I, so I, I know that $3 Billy Y'all is going to be your number one because you, you like the new metal and I love new metal. I'm a new metal guy. So that means Chocolate Starfish is your number two. That's fine. Uh, so number two for me is $3 Billy Y'all. Dude, why is it number two? It needs to be higher. No, no not at all. <laughs> it, it's lucky it's even there. Uh, this album is just—it's just very, very heavy. It's very hard. It's 
it is hard not to put this at number one, but they do have a fantastic album that's much better than this one. But um, they came out hard, man. They came out hard. They came out. Uh, they came out swinging, and it was impressive. Yeah, I don't have anything bad to say about this album, other than if you're looking for this sound, this album is yours. But that's all you're gonna get is that sound. Mm-hmm. Whereas yeah. my number one album, there are other sounds on there. There are other other things to dive into, but they're all great. Nuts, man. But again, even though I, I think I, I like Limp Biscuit doing covers, Faith is a fantastic cover. <laughs> but my new, but my new fave on this one is Stalemate, for sure. Oh, that's a good one. That's solid. Uh, so my number, my number two, is Chocolate Starfish. Yeah, I that, know. it is. It's my number two. So, well, we'll move on to your number one, the wrong number one. Go. Um, significant other. There's. That's just. It's. It's. It blows my mind that you would pick anything else besides this one as your number one because this this is all of them like at their best individually and cohesively. Everything on this album is like perfectly crafted. It's fun. It's actually good. There's actual talent behind it all. Everyone's doing something great and putting it all together, it's even better. Huh. I don't I don't know about that. It's Just good. Saying. It's a great record. It, it it has stood the 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 test of time, and it is still fucking great. It's still fantastic. I I agree that it's hard to go against break stuff because it's. I mean, it's a perfect song. So I'm not gonna say break stuff. I'm gonna say I'm oh, broke because. That's a good one. Too. I always I always I always forget about that one, and then uh, the phone call at the very end. I think is just. I think it's absolutely hilarious and it's funny. What about the nobody likes you song? Do you like that one? I I think the entire album is perfect. You like that song? You don't even like Jonathan Davis. So you just admitted that you like Jonathan Davis. I don't dislike Jonathan Davis. I like some corn songs. You should like all the corn songs. No, that's no. <laughs> what I do like on Spotify, though, is is the Matt Pinfield rant is its own track. Yeah, that's nice. Like, dude, why can't... See, they can do it sometimes. It should be done every time. <laughs> uh, I don't... I do not like that rant it's not i don't like it i don't really like matt pinfield he's just a, he's just like an angry guy he's not very funny he's just angry he's not funny and uh i used to listen to his podcast until he stopped it because he always had great guests but he is the biggest name dropper i've ever listened to in my entire life i mean he does know a lot of people he has a lot of connections but like dude you don't have to say it every other sentence you don't have to talk about somebody you know who's famous or popular it's so obnoxious. <laughs> and then when I was listening to it yesterday, I thought, what happened to Matt Pinfield's podcast? So I looked it up. Come to find out, he got in some like crazy, he got hit by a car like a year and a half ago. Dang. He was in the hospital and he was all fucked up, like hardcore fucked up. Had to learn Jeez. how to walk again and stuff. But yeah, it was, it messed him up pretty bad. And he like lost his shit ton of weight. If you look at him now, he, he looks, he kind of looks bad. He looks like, you know, like bigger people when oh, you lose a lot damn. of weight. Oh, damn. I just, yeah, I'm yeah. looking at a picture of him now. That looks nothing like what I thought yeah. he looked like. And he has like facial hair now. It's weird. Sad that he got hit by a car. Like, that really does suck. He's got like GoFundMe's going on and stuff too. Like he, mm-hmm. I guess he got really messed up. But I mean, realistically, he was just a personality, a, a TV personality. Yeah. So I can't imagine him being in the spotlight for that long without any kind of marketing outside of just being a face. Yeah, really. It's just, it's crazy. Like, he doesn't, I mean, I don't obviously don't know the guy personally, but everything I've heard when he talks, 
Like, he doesn't seem like an interesting guy. Like, he doesn't, I, I don't know, he just doesn't seem that interesting, but yet people love him. Like, people in the music world love him. And they always hang, he always hangs out with these other people, but I just don't, I don't get it. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know anything about his personal life other than I've always just seen him as being the guy that was mad all the time, which can be funny if you're a funny mad. Yeah. But he just he just sounds like he was just complaining. And I mean, I I do like the rant on the Limbiscuit thing because at the very end, like Fred Durst laughs and he's like, I, I don't know what the fuck happened. And so that, that's kind of funny just because he knows that he's just being an idiot. Yeah. But, uh, but it's okay. It's cool. I dig it. It's a separate it's track. So it's fine. All right. That leads me to my to my number one. And if you didn't yeah. already know. Big it's surprise. $3 bill, y'all. $3 bill, y'all. It's great. It's their Big first record. Surprise. Ross Robinson you know, produced it up at uh, Indigo Ranch in Malibu. And uh, it's it's a raw, raw record and um, some great, great stuff on there. I think their musicianship is really good. The tone of everything, all their instruments sound great. I just, I love it. I love this record so much. You just like it because it's like new metal. No, not even, no. That's exactly Sig- the only reason why you like it. Significant Other is way more new metal. No, false. Significant Other is way more new metal. You're don't be ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Don't that, be ridiculous. That is, that is so false that I can't even think of anything to say after that. It's so false. <laughs> You're out of your mind if you think that this is more new metal than it's straight than new other. metal. Straight new metal. There's nothing no. else on here. Nothing. No. 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 They even new metaled up face. Face. Faith. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's such a good cover. That's so good. Because it's new metal. If Behind Blue Eyes was new metal, you would be fucking creaming all over that. Behind too. Blue Eyes is a shit cover. Because it's not new metal. He if it was new do, metal, you would love it. You know Fred Dirtz doesn't do slow songs well or quiet songs well. He's just not good at it. And that's what Behind Blue Eyes is. It's a shitty cover. I can't nah. believe you like it. I thought it was great. You're out of your fucking mind. Well, I mean, I of course I don't just like new metal, so that's that's that could be a reason why I like other music too. So the yeah. the funniest thing about this is that I have more of an go. eclectic oh, taste yeah. than you. There we go. My best friend is an eclectic taste in music. Uh, okay, I've heard it. I I do. All right. I do. I do. As long as it's in the new metal realm, I completely agree with you. Look at and look at all the bands I've introduced you to that you ended up loving. I have great taste. I mean, I have great taste. To be fair, they're all new metal bands. So. No, they're, <laughs> they're the original new metalers. <laughs> Metallica, no. <sighs> new metals in their name. Corn, no, of course not. You're right. Corn, corn, you got me on that one. I did. Got him. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that, that's my that's my number one. That's my favorite, and uh, my favorite song is Leech. I love that song. That's a that's a heavy hitter right there. And I never knew until recently that it was a demo, but they put the demo on their record, and that's cool. I love it. It's good. I'm just, I guess I'm more upset that you put Chocolate Starfish as, as so high you did. I just, it's not that good. It really is. There's some big bangers on that You're one. You're right. There you are know, some actually, bangers on that one. You know what I'm going to do? I, I'm just going to do it right now. Fuck the nostalgia. Gold Cobra is my new number two. Okay. that's. I'll, it is. I'll, it, I'll take that. Because there's not once, I don't think there's one song in Gold Cobra that I don't like. Because there are a couple songs on Chocolate Starfish that I've, I think are whatever, but on Gold Cobra there's really nothing. It's just the nostalgia and the greatness of some of the songs on Chocolate that put it higher. Now Gold Cobra is my new number two, so I change it. Okay, that's Probably not too bad two. then. That's not terrible. 
But chocolate's still better than significant other. No, that's... <laughs> See, now you just say something stupid like that. <laughs> Take it all back. Uh, Take it back now, I will, y'all. I will not put unquestionable truth above significant other. I will not do that. Well, I don't know why you would, because it's not even a question as to which one's better. It's, I mean, I would... You're a knucklehead. I can't believe you like significant other that much. It's perfect. You're insane. No, it's not it's perfect. It's not perfect. It's not perfect. Lemizzy doesn't have a perfect album. Uh, yeah, it's actually called Three Dollar Bill. Uh, except for the one that's the new metal. That one's uh, pretty good. You know, who cares if it's new metal? I don't it's care if it's good. new metal. I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm not surprised that your favorite album is their new metal album. So that's, I don't know, that's, that's. But it. you're saying it in a condescending way. No, not at all. I just I, to imply I, I, that it's no. Bad I, and I'm you just, don't like that, I'm saying, that I think, I think predictability is great. I think it's a great trait to have. People always know what's kind, of, what's kind of going on. I think, I think it's fine. I think it's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. It's and not for me, the, but you know. Even though you're the one that's the most predictable person I've ever known. Mm, debatable. Up until recently with some music. Other than that, predictable. Mm. All right. Well, that's it for our rankings. So let's just get right into the album. And um, we're getting into the Limp Biscuit album, the Chocolate Starfish and the Hot Dog Flavored Water. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing the Chocolate Starfish and the Hot Dog Flavored Water. Get the fuck off! Yeah! Limp Biscuit formed in 1994 in Jacksonville, Florida by Fred Durst on vocals, John Otto on drums, Wes Borland on guitars, and Sam Rivers on bass. They currently have five albums, one EP, one live album, and have sold over 40 million copies worldwide. But the album we're doing today, Chocolate Starfish and the Hot Dog Flavored Water, is the band's third album, and it was released October 17th, 2000. Features Fred Durst, Wes Borland, John Otto, Sam Rivers, and DJ Lethal on turntables. This album has sold well over 12 million copies worldwide and remains a staple in the new metal genre. Now, everyone, what are our first impressions on Limbiscuit? Do we love them? Do we hate them? What do we, what, where do we sit on this? You got an error, Tyler. Did I? Mm-hmm. What was my error? It featured one more person. Well, it featured several more people. 
but they weren't a part of the band. Uh, right. This is awkward. Who? <laughs> <laughs> so when you say like, what do you what do you guys think? Are we doing like a rotation thing? Do you want us to just start speaking over each other? What do you want to do, Tyler? You're the boss. Well, okay, it's your podcast. So I, I I know absolutely. So Jeff, you'll go first. Always. Ryan will go second, and then I'll go last. Unless Ryan is really upset about going second, I don't care. No, what do you? That's fine. that's fine. Okay, all right, Jeff. What are your first impressions on Limp Biscuit? <laughs> reach out to me like that. <laughs> I'm trying to caress you. Why you? Why, why did you hit him? No, I was just reaching out. Why? Just caressing him. Because I'm trying to be a nice guy. Like squeezing his hand in the air. What are you doing? <laughs> Is it what you do on the pod when there's nobody Supple around? Melons. Like you just, like, reach out oh, you don't nobody? even want to know what I do. You don't even want to know what I do. I don't want to know what you do. That's what I just said. That you don't want to know. He goes on TikTok. King Patreons. of TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I think my first impression with Limbiscuit was Faith. That was the first time I ever, I ever heard Limbiscuit. Um, I still I still think it's a banger. I had listed Ryan wasn't a part of it because he refused to listen to all their albums. But I listened to Chocolate Star. I listed Chocolate Starfish as their fourth best album or their third worst, however you want to put it. But uh, this was this was good. But the more I listened to this album, I realized that there are s- multiple, multiple, absolute bangers on this. But there are other songs that are just that are just kind of yeah, all right, yeah. And I'm with you on that. there's one stinker. I have a stinker too. Oh, there is one we'll stinker on one. this one. Whereas significant other, three dollar bill, and gold cobra had zero stinkers and very, very few to zero okay songs. Hmm. I don't know if that answers your, your question, but <laughs> no, that's fine. What, what are your, your first impressions? Was. It was oh, yeah. first impression of Limbiscuit. Do we love him of or do we? Yeah, I mean, how did you hear about I him? I think my first impression was probably on TRL. It was most likely Roland. Okay, fair enough. Pretty good banger back in the day. I used to listen to this specific CD as I uh, rode my bicycle to work at McDonald's when I was a young lad. <laughs> <laughs> was this a CD However, you thought Henry stole from you? No, that was Gorillaz. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's that was right. when I drove an automobile. <laughs> <laughs> However, I do feel that this um, this album was created when the ego started to grow, and you can definitely sense the excess and over budget that goes into this album. Wow, that's not featured in the later albums when it kind of got kicked in the teeth of people making fun of his red hat and all of his choreographed dances, and he went back to his roots. However, it's a very good album. <laughs> it is his ego, but it got too big. I I, okay, yeah. I appreciate the research. I love the research. But, I'm proud of them. But I really wish you would have ranked these albums with us, because then you would have, like the whole long con thing would have maybe, maybe dawned on you a little bit more. Because we'll get into that for sure. Oh, mm-hmm. oh. We have a theory about about Fred. Was it because of Christina Aguilera? <laughs> I guess she could be a part of it. I don't know. Uh, my first impression, the first song I ever heard was Nook, heard was Nookie, and uh, and it was, you know, true love ever since. It was great, good stuff. <laughs> I, I remember when they when TRL World World premiered My Generation and Roland in the same episode, and it was a big Damn. thing, a big deal. And, <laughs> the back uh, to back, 
Yeah, it was back. It was on the same episode. The videos came out on the same day. Did you clasp your hands together? I recorded the videos. Did on you clasp your hands together? I when did. You first watched it. Do you remember looking down at your hands while you clasped them? No. Why? Did you have painted fingernails like Kirsten Daly? I might have. He never painted his fingernails. He sharpied them. He sharpied. <laughs> them. That was yeah. way cooler. <laughs> Most of the time, I sharpied them. Yeah. Every once in a while, I painted them, but. Most of the time they were sharp because I had to had to take them off before I got home. But yeah, they're so, just like Carson Daly, just like Carson Daly, exactly. His hero. But yeah, that, that that's kind of my my first impression. And this album, I love this album from right when it came out. It was fantastic. Everybody loved this album. You you had ranked this your second best, but then after argument, you lowered it to your third best, my number three. Yes, yeah. correct. Okay. Gold Cobra is a better record. Whereas Significant Other was like your worst album. Like Results May Vary was better and like I, everything else is better. So that's fine. No, absolutely not. Okay. Okay, so wait, let, let's start with the stinkers on this on this record. Mm. What do we have for our stinkers? I, I have one, one. I only have one stinker. What is it? Uh, hold on. Hold on. Obviously oh, okay, it's going to hold one. on because it's got stupid fucking Scott Weiland on it and I... Like, what are you even doing? Oh, no, I have notes on that one, too. It's He's poop so poop. irritating. Yeah, is that your stinker, too? <laughs> I have that one and the one. I said the grass is greener in other songs. <laughs> <laughs> the, the one was, like, on the verge for me for being okay to banger, but I'm, I'm, I leaned more towards okay in the end. But I almost listed it as a banger for a while. But for sure, hold on as a stinker. I just, I, I, can't, I don't like that song at all. One oh, of the worst. Man. Okay. I, I agree with you. That that's my least favorite too. That song is just ugh, it's not good. Scott, we- I don't know why people like Scott Weiland or Stone Temple Pilots. Yeah, they're terrible. They're awful. They're I garbage. just don't get it. I do not get it. Uh, the one, yeah, that was just an okay song as well. But overall, the oh, and you guys are gonna hate me for this one, but. Another one I don't like is uh, Roland Urban Assault Vehicle. Of course you don't, because you because you don't like DMX, you don't like X to the Z Exhibit, you don't like Method Man, you don't like Red Man, you I don't like, like Fun. Man. These are all things like culminating to this huge hodgepodge of shit Tyler doesn't like. So of course he doesn't like that one. Nobody sings that song without a smile on their face. <laughs> it's such a shitty All DMX song. does is fucking bark the entire time. Oh, and it's time. so long, it's too. So good. The song is so long. Uh, I'm glad it's at the end of the record. It was produced by Swizz Beats too. It was, yeah. It's, I guess it says something. I don't know. So my favorite line from Urban Assault Vehicle, if we're gonna just do that one, is when Method says, I'm, well. a, "I'm gonna let these nuts hang like it's Wu Tang," but he says, "Like nuts <laughs> hang like Wu Tang." <laughs> 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 oh my god, I die every time. I think it's so funny. That's very very stupid. Should we play that song then, since you guys love it so much? Yeah. yeah. It'll put a smile on your face. They probably won't, to be honest. There's no way you don't smile on this. There's no fucking <clears> way. There, there's a very possible reason why I don't, but here we go. It's on TikTok, Rolling. It's Urban Assault Vehicle Are 
You really like this one. All right. It's a great song. It's fantastic. I, I, I listed this one also as a banger because it is a banger. <laughs> it's just, no. Tyler did not smile the whole time. This is true. He just said it right now. He just said nothing. thing. Oh, so good. Like everything about this song is just fucking fun. And Fred, a little repetitive. Fred knows. Fred knows he like this is okay. This goes into like Tyler and I theory of the the long con is what Fred Durst is pulling from the beginning. Fred Durst thought that maybe at some point, maybe in the beginning, he had a legit band, but when he realized he could make more money off of being kind of a douchebag and being like a gimmick. He ran with it, and it's worked out very well for him throughout the years. And I this think that's is, the case. This is like the apex of it. Like this is the this is the pinnacle. This is it. Like this is the mm-hmm. creme de la creme of him knowing what he's doing and knowing how to do it and knowing how to pander to knuckleheads like us. Damn, Even this song is good. <laughs> I, I'm with you. He, he he has conned everybody, and this is all part of his his master plan. He knew how to get famous. No, I... That can just moved. Did you see that? It's probably the <laughs> wind from the fan. I don't know. Or water, or the condensation on your okay. can. Okay. you say so. But anyway, yeah, this is definitely a long con. He knew what he was doing to get famous. Did you see it again? No, I didn't. It's not. moving. Yeah, because I, I just saw it right now. Oh, it's moving right now. Tyler. I know. I just saw it move. Maybe having a pre-earthquake... It's no, just it, one of the, Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. It is kind of weird. But it's the condensation on the bottom. Okay, it's like wiggling back and forth. Why don't you just hold the fucking can so it's not a problem anymore? Hey, can fall over. Oh my god, I would probably fucking If the can so did upset. fall over, what would you do then? If it's a ghost, knock the can off the table, please. What would you do? <laughs> it's wiggling again. Getting into energy. This is fun because I can't even see. So this is this is a great fun it time. Is. Yeah, this is amazing. It's Wu Tang. <laughs> it is moving. It's creepy as fuck. Is your fan? Is the ceiling fan on? The ceiling fan's on, but only one of the cans is moving. Mm-hmm. Is one of the can, the can like, that moving is lighter? Moving. It's it's like dancing left and right. Yeah, like the the air would be pushing it in one direction, but it's moving left and right. It doesn't make sense. But I've seen cans do this before when they have condensation on the bottom. I've never seen one move like that. <laughs> I have. I've seen cans move like that. I don't think I've ever seen it. I mean, to be fair, I don't think I've ever seen a can move because there's there's water on it. On the bottom of it. Uh, again, I, I mean. It's like moved several inches back and forth. I wouldn't say That's inches. a lot. I wouldn't say inches. Come on. That's, Look at it. It's not even moving right now. Oh, there. It just moved. <laughs> was it like an inch, though? Oh, oh that, that was a big one. one. That was a big move. That was a big move. It's got to be the fan. Oh, oh, no, that... it's weird. I'll film it. Lost <laughs> <laughs> well, all oh, momentum. Oh, my God. It just moved a lot. Anyway, continue. It just moved like three times oh a lot. God. I'm signing off. I'm out. No, okay, okay. I'm done. Just move the can, Ryan. It's going to be distracting. Okay. Should... <laughs> it moved back. Knuckleheads. <laughs> now, if you move okay. the can and it like jumped back to its original position, then let me know. I'd be so fucking scared. <laughs> All right, but yeah, he this is this was totally a long con with him. I, I it has to be. It's it's too deliberate. It's too cheesy. It's there's no way it can't be. You know, he knew what he was doing. He knew how to make money. He knew how to market this band right from the beginning. I mean, I think he was A and R for 
some record label as well in the late 90s so he he knows how to how to work the market and <laughs> that's what he did right i was watching the can video <laughs> <laughs> oh my god which one the, the video you just sent the him. can oh. video okay so like let's let's just let's nip this in the butt okay <laughs> <laughs> i i have had cans do this too because like tyler said because of the water there's like some type of suction under it uh -huh. where whereas maybe there's not not a lot of air underneath that little dome under the can and it just moves around because of air blowing mm -hmm. it whatever the reason is it's not a fucking ghost you Dullards. <laughs> God. You ever hear Occam's razor? The most the most obvious answer is usually the correct one. It's not a fucking ghost. But I would assume that the ghost is the most obvious answer. Yeah, you would assume that. I'll let you know when the cannon goes back to its original position. <laughs> yeah, you let me know. It's not gonna happen. Let's get back to Long Con Fred. LCF, okay. as I like to call him. What do you think so too, Ryan? I don't. I don't think so. He doesn't you think, think this so is, because this is how he, he really was. Because he didn't do true like research into the beginning and end of Limbiscuit. There's not really. There end, is no end to Limbiscuit. I know. I I just said that before you interrupted me. I said there really wasn't an end. But had you listened to all of their albums, and then if you knew Fred outside of Limbiscuit, kind of what he did, what he started, how he started Limbiscuit, how he marketed them, how he advertised them, I think you would you would be more inclined to say that this is a long gone. Mm -hmm. And everybody who's ever met Fred Dirtz have said constantly how great of a guy he is and how nice he is, but he knows what he's doing. It's exactly what it was. Like the, like one example I have is, uh, is when they played Woodstock and you know, they were, they were scapegoated as being the reason why that was that such girl a shit died? show. Yeah. Oh no, no, the girl didn't mm. die. That was the Australia. That was big thing. day out. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. But Woodstock, and then Les Claypool from Primus said that Woodstock was just Durst being Durst. His attitude is no press is bad press, so he brings it on himself. He wallows in it. Still, he's a great guy. I think that sums it up perfectly. He's Everybody likes him. He's never done anything bad to anybody, but he just knows how to get the media going, and that's exactly what he did in the late 90s and early 2000s with the publicity stunts and the product placement and all that stuff. Does Christina Aguilera like him? Probably not. Oh, my God. That's shit that he said. That's not I'm even like... I know. It's, uh, you probably would never even known that even happened had it not been for Eminem. That's true, too, yeah. It was only because of that Slim Shady song where he, he asked Christina Aguilera to switch him chairs so he can sit next to Carson Dealey and Fred Durst. And Fred Durst. And he actually had Fred in the video. Yeah. <laughs> See? Self-deprecating. Like, come on. Yeah, Come it, on. It, without a doubt, he, it is a long con. And, and as far as I read about that specific situation, just to put it to bed, I don't think he ever actually said that he, he anything happened between them. I think all he said was, I did it for the nookie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, just to be cheesy and dumb, but he never actually said specifically that they hooked up, that they had sex, that they did anything. That's true. Buddy Very boy. True. Mm. <laughs> and not only that, but I mean... Defending Fred Durst over here. Going along with that, he was <laughs> he was it was really controversial because he supported Napster at the time when no other artists did, and you know he just did that to to get up people all riled up, and that's exactly what happened. I feel like you know, that they, that was twofold. One, because he saw how much hate other bands were getting for going against Napster, and so he's like, "Well, I don't want to do that." 
I want people to come out and see my shows. So that's what he was kind of saying. Like, come out and support us, see our shows, buy our merch. I don't give a shit if you download our music. And two, mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's um, maybe he's smarter than we think he is in him knowing that this is the future. This was yeah. the future. He's definitely not a dumb guy at all. He's very, I think, he, I, I feel he's very calculated with all of his decisions within the band. So good on him. Good on him for that. Shit. <sighs> going back to this some... album, let's let's okay. Mm-hmm. So this this album sold a million in its first week, four hundred thousand on its fucking first day. I was one of them, man. Let's. I mean, let's just let's just take a moment to reflect on how much four hundred thousand units is on day one. When it's at, back in the day when it was actual CDs being sold. Yeah, it was only CDs, maybe cassettes, but that is pretty nuts. much only CDs. That is absolute bonkers. That is so many units being sold. That is, it's it's insane. <laughs> in one day. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's crazy for this, for this kind of music and this band, it's remarkable. Absolutely remarkable. Because no, I mean, and they, they, I think they still hold the record for most sold in a day and most sold in a week. A I'm million sure in a do. week. A million in a week. You just made your career in a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I Most really um, never get that far. I, I, I was reading quite a bit of interviews this week and just, just things, just because I really wanted to drive that point home of like Fred doing the long con thing. And, and one interesting quote that I read from a cr- cr- critic of Limp Bizkit who didn't actually give like a rating on Chocolate Starfish because he didn't know if he should. Uh, and one of his quotes was, I don't know how seriously to take Limbiscuit because I don't even know how seriously they take themselves. And I think that is like the perfect quote for Limbiscuit mm-hmm. because nobody fucking knows. And I don't think they know except for Fred. No, yeah, That's why him and Wes, Wes Borland butted heads so much. And the guy that paints himself. That's but Wes that's Borland. so weird though because in early days, like Wes Borland was the one who pissed off Fred? West Borland in the early days used to dress up as a girl, dress up as a woman, dress in dresses, and Fred used to get mm-hmm. so mad at it. And then at some point, like Fred's demeanor changed, his, his attitude changed, and he thought we need a gimmick, and that's why he started wearing the hat. That was his iconic hat, and that's why West Borland started doing like the masks and the face paint and the getups, and that became Limp Biscuit's like shtick, yeah. and it stuck. Yep, I agree. So maybe Wes Bourne was a catalyst to push Fred into the long con. Oh, like when he when he left the band the first time? Yeah, because it was it took a near death experience for them to even get back together. Yeah, that's true. That that, that van accident. They almost died. Mm-hmm. It, it's the way it is. Man, this band, dude, this band is just so much better than people give them credit for, and it's irritating. I 100% agree. It's irritating because like everybody knows at least one or two Limbiscuit songs. And, and they love it. And they love them, but, well, Limbiscuit is just stupid. Similar to Korn, but Korn is having really good music, like Limbiscuit oh, does. Idiot. Similar to Korn, where they're like, oh, yeah, I know Korn. Like, Limbiscuit is actually a good band. Both are good bands. And without Korn, Limbiscuit would have been big. Would not have been big. Without Korn, Limbiscuit would have been even bigger, probably. Oh, you're so <laughs> really dumb thing. No, for real. Without, you know it's not true. Without Korn, Limbiscuit would have been nothing. Without Fred's ability to give shitty tattoos... Limbiscuit would have been nothing. It's true, Very right? Because he was tattooed. He he invited the guys from Corn over and gave them shitty tattoos, but also gave them a demo of Limbiscuit. And, and I think I don't I don't can't remember which one it was from Corn, but yeah, well, he he was gonna give head uh, a tattoo to Head and Fieldy. He only gave one to Head, and then it was so bad that Fieldy said, "No, I'm out, but I'll take your demo." <laughs> yeah. 
That's what that's what ended up happening. But imagine, imagine going to a tattoo shop with, with like like all three of us, right? All three of us go to a tattoo shop. I get a shitty tattoo, and instead of walking out, so far so real life. We walk out. Well, it's because you're a pussy and you don't do anything fun. We all walk <laughs> out, but one of us goes back in and grabs a demo tape from the guy that just gave us a shitty tattoo. That that is a salesman. That yeah. is a salesman. The ultimate salesman. Take some tips, Ryan. Take some tips. <laughs> That's so true. Take some fucking tips from Fred. Mm-hmm. Mm. Ryan's only only grinning right now, but it's true. No tattoos mm-hmm. will ever touch his girly physique. Nope. <laughs> it's not God's way. It's not God's way. All right, let's get into to some of our bangers then. Right now, what what's what's our what are our biggest bangers? Go, Jeff. No, I, I want to start with Ryan because Ryan said Full Nelson was his biggest banger. Oh, that's, that's right. true. He did that's say right. that. Give it a play. Give it a play, Tyler. And that's okay. fucking I'll stupid. Definitely play it. I think it's a fantastic song. All right, here's, uh, here's Full Nelson from uh, Limp Bizkit. Nelson from Limbiscuit. Apparently, Ryan's favorite song. It's quite a banger. Crazy, crazy to think this is the biggest banger on this album. It's just it's insane. Got of, it's to got me. a lot of range, Jeff. It does. I, I'm. This is my top three on this record. As well. Tyler, it, it is your top three because you like new metal, and because I'm <laughs> sure, I'm sure that why is everybody picking on me thing reminds you of the fucking Bloodhound Gang song from your favorite Bloodhound Gang album. So fuck off. Why is this your favorite banger, Ryan? <laughs> Because it's got a lot of range. If you say that one more time, I'm gonna scramble <laughs> you through this fucking microphone. <laughs> what kind of range, though? I mean, it starts off a little slow, a little hard, then it goes into his rhythmic repeatings. Yeah, it's good. Some good screaming too. Mm-hmm. 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 So, so this song serves a purpose, yes. However, it is not a banger. This song serves a purpose You're to so dumb. to bridge my generation to my way. You can't, you, you, there's no way you could just throw my way after my generation. There's just, they're too high and too low. They're both bangers, but one is too high and one is too low. You can't do it. You need an okay song like Full Nelson to bridge that gap. The music in this one, I will say, is much better than the vocals. It's, it's too much aggression. 
it's too much aggression and it's too dumb it's too cheesy and it's not it's not fred being being silly it's not fred being self-deprecating it's fred being like tough he's but not couldn't you he's see not it good at fred being tough giving a hint to your theory of the long con no, because he does yes. do he does His do tough. Speak what you speak. Again, again. If had you listened to all of the albums like we did, you know that Fred is good at both being tough and self-deprecating. But this one is just hints. tough. He's giving you hints the whole way through. No, he's not. This is just him yes, trying to he be does. tough. He says nobody knows a thing about me. He says that. But he's borrowing <laughs> some from a different song. He's borrowing. But he's giving from you hints, else. Jeff. He's supporting Re- your theory. Regardless of what you're talking about, they, the hints to the long con. Why is everybody always picking on me? No, you're because not you, listening. Because you walk like a girl. But you didn't listen to, to what Ryan just said. You didn't listen to what I said. You did not listen to what he just said. I'm trying to listen, but you just keep saying the word hint and hint over again. I told you ex- ex- explicitly Tell me what again. he says. Ready? One, two, Nobody three, Nobody knows it. a thing about me. But he said Nobody. stuff like that before. What are you kidding me? Yeah, those are his hints. Those are his This hints, is like Jeff. four albums deep. So he says that. He says his hints, and then he starts to say outrageous, silly things that people aren't going to take serious. But he's giving you the hints. He's giving you a peek through the looking glass. Ryan's got a good point. But we just saw it in My Generation, where he's, he's, he's singing about my generation, and the things he's singing about is not specific to his generation. And he's singing to a generation that is still not his. So I get it. Like I get Fred is trying you know, to do the long con thing, but Phil Nelson is not it. He's giving your hint that he's doing the long con. But he's already been doing it. <laughs> Intro, hot dog, my generation specifically, and then everything else after that. Full Nelson is just but not full, a great song. Full Nelson is a good throwback. It. It's a great throwback to the three dollar bill. Again, Tyler, it, you just like it because it's very new metalish. Who cares? I'm just saying. I'm just who saying. Who cares that's, what the genre is? You're, it does, you're, it you're does using matter, this, though. It does matter. No, it doesn't matter because there are many songs on this record that I think are great that don't have the new metal stylings. No, because I think if this song sounded a little bit different, you would hate it because it's not like new metal. Well, it, it and your favorite song. album was it a very a much song, new so. metal album. Okay, but yeah, but like what Ryan just said, he just made a good point. If it didn't sound like new metal, it wouldn't sound like the song. Mm-hmm. But if you so, like the yeah, song, you like, like the it. feeling for it. And if Ryan is truly saying that he likes the hints and he likes Fred giving little bits and pieces, He's little, to like little the song. baits. <laughs> I, that's okay if you, that's okay if you like the song, but to say it's the biggest banger on this album is just that's just stupid. it's top three. That's it's just top dumb. strokes for different that's folks. Just dumb. Dumb. Top three, straight top three song. dumb. Yeah, top three song. It, not only is the chorus like great, your, your your only basis for liking the song is because of something I even said, I even brought up. <laughs> so I, don't, I still don't know why you think this song is great. <laughs> You just said it has range. It fucking it really, range. It really, what fucking but, range but does it have? It really appealed to me when I listened to it last oh, week. Oh, jeez. I guess to piggyback off of Ryan, oh, is that is I see what on. he ha- it has. It has the whining part of it that Fred has. It kind of has the it has the dumb lyrics, obviously, but it also has the the heaviness of Old Limp Biscuit. It's very much a good a good combination of everything that they had done throughout their career, but on in a little bit more serious of a tone. But also definitely keeping with that new metal, it does. No, it's it is. It, I, I think this song is one hundred percent serious. Even though I'm a firm believer in the long con from Fred, I think this one is a hundred percent serious because we do see instances where Fred is overly aggressive, overly compensating for whatever kind of, I don't know, emotional distress that he has. We see it in live performances when he almost got kicked by the dude from ICP. Yeah, like his rebuttal ago. to that. Like we do see Fred being overly aggressive and kind of being taken in by the whole thing. And I think Full Nelson is a full representation of not the long con Fred, 
but the taking myself too seriously, Fred. And that's why I don't like it. I don't know. I think him being too vulnerable, vulnerable scares you. No, I love Vulnerable Fred. Dude, Behind Blue no, Eyes, don't. I think, is a fantastic cover. That's not even, but that's, that's a cover. Vulnerable that's Vulnerable Fred, bro. Oh, that is Vulnerable dumb. Fred. But not not a good vulnerable. My way is Vulnerable Fred. No. Come on, guy. I do want to talk, Full Nelson, though, the breakdown and that buildup, it's great. It's, it's dare I say, perfect. Ooh. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to play the, the breakdown. It's like less than a minute into the buildup, into the chorus. So play the here, metal, here it baby. is. Hell yeah. How pathetic are people who verbally rape us with talking? We try to ignore them, ignore them until they keep talking. They think that they're building an empire without us. Well, we've got the torch now, but we've got the rocket to burn this motherfucking thing. There it is, Fred killing it on the vocals mm-hmm. right there. True. I mean, it's just tough. It's just tough. It's tough to to, tuss. to tuss. hear somebody say your your mouse writing checks that your ass can't cash. <laughs> so good, especially but, because over the years, so many people have offered and, and and proposed to fight him, and he's never done anything for it. Which doesn't it doesn't really you know take that with a grain of salt, whatever but you're you will. Just, you're being distracted, Jeff. You're being distracted. You are. You're not listening to the words that came before that. Not only that, but. No, 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 hold on, hold on. What words came right before that line? So before that, he talks about bringing no, down. No, what, what, what was his words? He's talking about bringing down oh, the the, okay. the music conglomerate. Oh, that was. Oh, he said the word conglomerate. Okay, gotcha. it's, it's behind right, gotcha. there. It's a subtext, Jeffrey. Oh, gotcha. gotcha you got to read gotcha. between the lines. You, you clearly got me with your with your uh, reading too much into that. Mm, okay. I th- okay. I think that that lyric goes hits. well with the uh, the title of the song, Full Nelson. It's v- it, both are very. Do you know what a Full Nelson is? <laughs> isn't it a wrestling? Isn't it a wrestling? Band? Oh God! I'm done. That's headlock. it. I'm out. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. not a. Yeah, headlock. That's what I thought. Well, it's, I'm it's out. similar to I'm a headlock done. then, right? I'm out. I'm done. Is I can't it, do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> can't do it. I can't fucking do it. We've all done full Nelsons in our life, and if you don't know what a full Nelson is, then you can't truly grasp what the song is about. Because if you knew what a full Nelson was, you would have the perfect ammo. To come back at me saying this was a kind of a joke song, if you saw what a full Nelson was, because it's so stupid. It's Except so your, your shitty your shitty internet's breaking up like your shitty argument. It only broke up a couple times, but it was fine. Oh, you guys, <laughs> do your research, boys. Come on. Oh, come I did on. a lot. I did a I lot. I want you to Google right well, now what on. a full Nelson is, just so you can give a, look, a quick little. Oh laugh. my god! It's an arm lock. I'm sorry for misspeaking. Yeah. Okay. An arm lock. Not. I still don't know what it is. Ryan just said what it was. Did he Google it, a picture, or did he just like go, like Wikipedia? I don't know the what he did. Of it. I have no idea what he did. I'm not looking at his I phone. I just know what it is, Jeff. I You're an idiot. It's not a fucking. It's it's kind of like an arm it, lock, I guess. It semi. is an arm lock, you idiot. Okay, a wrestling hold in which one arm is passed under the opponent's arm oh, from behind, dude. and the hand is applied to the neck, or both arms and hands are applied. A, fu- like a full lock. Nelson is that move that? Oh you no, no, no! It, it is, it is, or both. It's when both arms and hands are applied. Look at that That's picture right there. That looks like a headlock if I've ever seen one. Let me. That's not a headlock. Let me imagine your <laughs> your fucking pristine girly <laughs> body with with some knowledge. <laughs> fucking. Okay, I know what a full Nelson stupid is. Stupid butt wipe. Is 
a full Nelson is a move that you do to somebody because it looks cool, but realistically, all you got to do is just slip out real quick. So if Fred is being the one being full Nelson, then he's just like, oh, yeah, you got me, but he can slip out any time. Thus, kind of proving that long con aspect. Like, he's, he's letting somebody... He's letting somebody make fun of him. He's letting somebody make him the butt of jokes. But if he's putting the full Nelson on somebody, then he's just an idiot because he doesn't know his moves. Maybe that's part of his long con. That's what I'm saying. That's why I asked you guys to do your research, but you didn't do it. That's fine. Let's move on to the next song that you didn't do research on. Oh, my God. You were out of your fucking I cannot mind. believe your fucking... Bi- I can't believe the Ryan's biggest banger. He didn't even know what a full Nelson was. That has nothing. That doesn't really have anything to do with the song. It's the name of the song. What do you mean? It has nothing to so? do with the fucking song. It's the name of the fucking song. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, oh my man, god! You're crazy. Oh, you're dumb. Jeff. So that that's Ryan's biggest banger. What's your biggest banger on this one, Jeff? It doesn't even matter because this episode is garbage, <laughs> and I'm never clearly I'm not going to listen to this because. One one of you so? didn't do any research, and the other one you're only, you're only gonna pick songs that sound like corn, kinda. So this is a losing battle. So let me just tell you, um, which song is the actual biggest banger on here? Actually, yeah, you know what? I'm I, not even gonna do. It. I want to hear Tyler's biggest banger first. No, so I, I want to know what yours is no, before I, I get into no, mine. I want to I want to know yours first so I can fucking shit all over it. Oh, it's 100 percent my generation. No, that's not that bad. Yeah, you fucking cocksucker. That's the best song on the record. It it truly gets you going. It's the the most upbeat. It's the most ridiculous, but it's so much fun. I love it. The video's great. The video edge graphics in that music video. That's, that's very true too. The video's great. <laughs> it shows. It just the video shows everything great about Limp Bizkit. Do you think all the videos for this album were like at least pretty good? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, definitely. I, I feel even, like th- even I know you didn't like Boiler, but that video is cool. The the video was, was better than the song for sure. Brother's not that good of a song. I, I get it. Like, it starts off pretty heavy, and it sounds kind of like fucking Death Tones or Corn or some stupid shit. That like, I get it. I get. It, I get. It. But um, but my generation is is the biggest banger on this record, for sure. I mean, it's hard. It's hard to disagree with that. It's an anthem because because that song. Yeah, you're right. It it does like transcend banger and to become like this anthemic masterpiece. And I, I, I just, oh, I just really wish people wouldn't dismiss Limp Biscuit simply because of the name and Fred Durst and things like that. I don't know. You gotta, you gotta dive deeper into, into Limp Biscuit, like you guys did with Full Nelson, clearly. Oh, absolutely, because uh, I, I dived real uh, deep. We, we, dave, we dove into the we, lyrics, Jeff. Yeah, you clearly did. I didn't even know the lyrics. Mm-hmm. I know all the lyrics. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna play a little bit of um, my generation because. You know, it's it's the biggest banger on this fucking record, and why does nothing work in my life? Is it Here it laptop? is. Here's uh, my generation.
Banger, the biggest banger. <laughs> it's a good bang, not the bang. It is. It's the bang. It's the, the bang. The <laughs> biggest anthem. There's the anthem no of our generation. Way you think Nicole Nelson is better than my generation? Oh, definitely. You're fucking smoking, oh, so fucking crack, dude. On, on a first listen, you're so full of shit. On a first listen of this album, I'd probably pick this one or or Roland. You know, the, the easy ones. But on on on. <laughs> The season listenings that I've performed, Full Nelson is the winner. <laughs> I've performed. Oh man, dude, you were just you. you oh. Honestly, though, it's respectable. It's no, really it's respectable. not. He, I, no, I feel like is, he though. literally chose Full Nelson. Just be like, okay, what which kind of deep cut can I pick to make myself not sound like a chode? And that's what he picked, Full Nelson. Okay. I dare, dare I say? You, you dare I say? Dare I say? Poser. Poser, yeah, the posers. We picking my generation or rolling. No, see, it's the true no, fans. No, no, they go no, for no. the deep cut. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. See, mm. see, now you're mistaken <laughs> because on the surface, yes, my generation would be like the easy pick because it's catchy, it's silly, whatever. And then upon deeper inspection, yo, fool, notion is good. But upon deeper inspection, <laughs> you would realize that self-deprecating long con Fred, my generation is actually their best song on this album. Which but I agree on with the Tyler. Deepest inspection, you realize that the true long con is revealed in Full Nelson. In uh, what's I'm talking about called Full Nelson. <laughs> well, we're done with Full Nelson. Let's get on. Let's get more into my generation. It is the 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 anthem for our generation, taking from the Who, but then updating it to the year 2000. Forty years later, not like 30 years later. It's great. Big fan of the Who. Fred was it's clearly if you decided to sample it or use it. And behind blue eyes, but you know. Oh my god, dude! Shut, shut it up with that song. It's so bad. <sighs> Whatever. <sighs> yeah, my generation's fantastic. Uh, there's like a quick wah sound from Wes in the main riffage. It's subtle. It's really fucking good. And like that's mm. like like Wes for me is just. I don't know. He's, he's so subtle in the things he does. Everything is very, very simple. He carries the same kind of like melody throughout the riffs and the chorus, but just adds various effects to them. But it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. But just adding those little nuances, that, those, those really get me going. You know? Yep. He, he absolutely has one of the best grooves in modern music, I, I think. Especially when, you, when he's locked in there with Sam and, Otto and John. Like they're, they're that whole... St- the instrumentation is just so good and it's so perfect. 
Dude, also the subtle chicka chickas in this song. Come on. Oh my God. Come on. Yeah. Oh man. There's some good chicka chickas in here for sure. Jeez. That's Jeff is a um, he's a sucker for the chicka chickas. DJ Lethal solos. Come on, dude. Yeah. And then you know Fred's coming out of the the bridge. The the wah. <laughs> it just it's so ugly, but it's that's Limbiscuit. This is this is like you said the pinnacle of Limbiscuit. This song is the pinnacle of Limbiscuit. I mean, you said the other song was, which I wasn't. I, I think I think Roland Urban Assault Vehicle is the pinnacle no. of Limbiscuit. No, this is the pinnacle because this this has the band. This is the band. That is the, the Urban Assault Vehicle thing is that's a remix. See, but you know? Limbiscuit. I, I hate to say it because on the surface, Limp Biscuit wasn't really a band. It was kind of just Fred. And without Fred, there would be no Limp Biscuit. But as we know, without West Borland, there was a Limp Biscuit. Without certain members, there it was a Limp Biscuit. But without Fred, there would be no Limp Biscuit. So from, for, an, from a marketing standpoint, yeah. For one, like maybe there would be no Limp Bizkit without... Well, no, they've released albums without... I mean, we've heard albums without certain members of the band. That's what I'm saying. So there clearly, obviously, there is a Limp Biscuit without certain members or whatever. But without Fred, there there is no Limp Biscuit. But Not, we also know the the albums without the other members aren't aren't as good. Absolutely, one hundred percent agree. But it's it's kind of that that same argument of saying like what which part of the car is more important, the engine or the steering wheel? Can one work without the other? And you need all of it together. But Fred mm-hmm. has been just that kind of in in the forefront because he's put himself in the forefront of the spotlight of scrutiny. And so I think that's why on the surf, I don't know, where am I going with this? What's going on? I don't here? know where you're going with I'm, it. I'm just, I'm just going you on just like not. talk, I what, guess. What's <laughs> Holy shit. You love talking about him being the, being, doing the long con. Because I, because I think it's amazing that we're the only people that know besides Fred, we're <laughs> the only people that know that Fred and Dexter Holland from the offspring are doing the long con. Yeah. Truly. Truly, I, yeah, like, no, I, I agree. I, I, I know. Googled long con Fred, long con Dexter. No, you have nothing's not. come up. What if Fred Durst listens to this in context? Oh, I would love it. On to him. So you better shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> 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 oh my god. All right, let's Damn, move I, on. I, I felt like I had a good point, but I don't. I don't know what it was. Must not be. I don't good. know either. <laughs> Probably was shitty. Let's uh, let's get into another one. What's what's another banger for you, Ryan? Let me check my notes here. You gotta, you gotta How is Hot Dog not in your top threes, either of you? Which one? Hot Dog. The fucking second song. The it's first real one. song. It's not bad. It's, it's not bad. Ryan's like John and Kenny has his paper notes out. <laughs> Shuffling them. <laughs> oh, we lost that caller there. This, one, oh, must this have been one I think is very oh. underrated. I'm just going to hate this one. Oh, no. Get your groove on. Oh, okay. Dude. That's, you know, it's... No... No. Actually, I listed that as one of my my bad songs. You don't like Dang. the hot smell? Yeah, yeah, I don't like because I just because he doesn't don't like, like X to the Z exhibit. He doesn't I like. I don't. Him. No, I don't. He don't like West Coast I Customs. Don't. He doesn't like X to the Z exhibit. <laughs> he doesn't like anything. You're right. I don't like any of those things. West Coast Customs pretty dumb. There was minimal <laughs> new metal in this song, so Tyler doesn't like it. <laughs> this one's hip hop, baby. Yeah, it's all hit. It's straight. Yeah, that baseline is so solid. Hmm. I just that also, that also brings the groove back to the, the album after the one puts it in the shitter. Yeah, that's true. Get you back in. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, but then you don't you do, they don't really come back into the more of the hip hop. It's kind of more of the same after that. It's more it's, like the heavier stuff. It's a nice break, yeah. but it's not. It's weird pacing though, because right after this, you have the "Take a Look Around" song. That's actually my close runner-up for number one. Oh, that's a, that's a good that's one. That's a great song. It that, is. It's a fantastic song, but coming off of like "Get Your Groove On," it's just like, why did you put that fucking there? Like "Get Your Groove On" should have been closer. Why do you even have the song on the album. I, I mean, honestly, it's, it's not bad, but it should have been closer. You know, give or take two or three songs from Roland Urban Assault Vehicle, rather than right before "Take a Look Around." I guess it's just it's not a good like. Uh, it's just not good. It's not good. It's okay. It, it was one of my okay songs. So should we should we get into take a look around? Yeah, yeah. All right, let's get into that one. That, that's a solid one. It's the Mission Impossible one. Now, now, considering the fact that they did the Mission Impossible <laughs> theme song, could this further play into your long con theme? In what way? What do they do in Mission Impossible all the time? Two face they baby, constantly put on fake face. faces and just rip them off. That's a really Especially good point. Especially in Mission Impossible Two, they do the most face switching. This is for Mission one. Impossible mm-hmm. Three, though. Right? No, it wasn't. It was, two. Two. it was two. two. It was two. It was two. Yeah, the one with the motorcycle and then she. Yeah, yeah. She, oh, and this, the doves. Oh, okay, you're right. Yeah, the Tom Cruise has great hair in that one. He does. That's right. His like hair the is first great. part, like they're in the, isn't there like the airplane or something? Like yeah, yeah. It's okay, in, they're in the airplane. See, I, I want to watch I've all never, of them. Again. I've never thought of that part of it being like Fred being the long con, but I'm going to add that good. to my arsenal of ammunition. That's really good. That Thank was you, a solid Ryan. point. I appreciate that. But I don't think that was you doing research. I, I think that was you growing up on movies, as you have said early on in your life. <laughs> but I will, I will add that to my to my bullet belt. That's that's a great point. Great song. <sighs> Really gets me juiced every time. <laughs> it really does. It's right? a great song. It is. I mean, the Mission Impossible juiced. thing itself is great, but then you add Fred Durst to it. Woof. Now I know why you want to hate me. <laughs> Have you seen the video for that one, or, 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 or did you watch the oh, video no, no, for no, no, that? No, no, no. I'm yeah. like a seal. <laughs> did you watch the video for it? <laughs> yeah, the video was so. Oh, it was but terrible, con- and Fred hates that video. But also, they're they're conning everybody else. You notice that in the video? Yeah, absolutely. You know what I noticed? The I think video that's is not uploaded. It, what? I, I, I think that's why he hates it is because he's exposed for who he truly is, a long conman. There you go. There you go. And that video is not even uploaded by the Limbiscuit channel. It's mm. They never uploaded it. So it's like really shit quality. I think Durst directed that video <coughs> and he hates it. It's probably, Yeah, he probably did. He directed yeah, a lot of videos back then. me in my video. I'm going to play a little bit of that song because it's, uh, fuck, man. That's just that, that that theme song is so good. Oh, there it is.
song has ever sold more movie tickets than that one. <laughs> oh. Was that true? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> that was very convincing. <laughs> Holy shit. I was very How matter of fact. Like, prove that? <laughs> I know. There's no way. But I would believe it. I'm going to run with it. Uh. I'm going to run with it. <laughs> oh, that is fantastic. Perfect wow. arrangement slash cover song. Mm. Yeah. But it... It's hard to say it's a cover. It's more of just a sample because it's just the motion. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's so good. Well, it's I mean, it's it's the high part, the ding and then also the ding It's so good. But like earlier, you said in full Nelson that there was some boo, some part in there that's perfect. The build up into the heavy part in this song is perfect. Ah, perfect. Good. They might they might be on the same level almost. Because Wes comes in so like overly hard, like he's like overcompensating. It's just, but it's like, why are you, you coming in so hard, dude? Like the the groove is too good. And he's like, I don't know, it's fucking coming hard. But they both go so well together. It's almost like two completely different songs, especially because in the actual Mission Impossible song, the high part's so different than the low part, and they 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 really like capture that essence and mm-hmm. kill it. Like, it's and you know so what was, good. You know what that was really popular in. Uh, was new metal music, so this song is very, 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 very new metal. So I'm surprised you like it so much, Jeff. Except for the fact that new metal, new metal, new metal doesn't groove as hard as this does. But when it's done well, it does groove really well. I, I mean, I agree. There That's were, the there point were of new metal is to of groove corn like songs it. that I thought like this. This shit was very. Did you listen very... to like 12 albums worth of corn music? A handful? Come on, there are more than a handful out of 12 albums. Um... I, mean, I, got a, I got a fairly decent sized hand. I could probably scoop up three songs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, what else we got here with this one? This is uh, Durst is a great hype man, right? He's fucking fantastic. Um, but oh, so also one quick point too that I thought was with that that guitar part, right? That that mm-hmm. that low guitar part. That's Gorilla Radio. That oh, it is. Yeah, right. Great. Yeah, now, rip that shit that off. Think about straight it. up. But it's okay because Rage are really good, so they're allowed to. Better than Mission Impossible, though. Uh, nope. Uh, that first maybe. Mission Impossible movie—I never seen the TV show, but that first Mission Impossible movie was pretty fucking good. It was pretty good, yeah. The first, the first one? one, 
Yeah, the first mission. Yeah, the first mission one. impossible is good. That's the second worst one. Second worst. So what's the worst one? The second one? Isn't the second there, isn't the there four? One. No, there's like six. I think there's six. Oh, Mission Impossible man. Three, there's Mission Impossible Four, Ghost Protocol, there's Mission and <laughs> Five, Rogue Nation, then Mission Impossible <laughs> Six. I don't remember that. No, I think the last one was seven. Jeez. It was good. <laughs> I've only seen the first three. Oh, they're all so good. Only seen the first three. I didn't grow up on movies, so I only saw like the first one or two. So that's true. Yeah. Tom Cruise don't get any older. It's true. That's, <laughs> that's, a good that's point, too. so true too. Neither does Fred Durst really, right? He looks pretty. The same uh, as he did. No, Fallout was the last old. one. That was the seventh one. Seven fucking Mission Impossible. Now they're making two more. Not, there's gonna be nine of them with Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. He's been That's in all insane. of them. They tried to hand it off to Jeremy Renner, and then no, no, that no, was no, Ghost no. Protocol. They tried to hand it off to Jeremy Renner, and they kept Tom anyway. Uh, Jeremy Renner's so fucking boring. He is Such a boring man. So boring, and he like beats his wife. I don't know something. why he's Doesn't so he, popular. He's, like, like, he's not really popular. But he was he's been in Marvel movies. Yeah, but I think he felt like barely, he has to be. Barely. He's popular enough to be in a to be like a character, a pretty big character in Marvel. In the Marvel universe. But he's not very big. But he is if he's featured in a movie. But I feel but like he's he, never had his they own cast he hasn't him had his own movie, but he's in the Avengers. I, oh, I'm I sorry. feel like they casted him one Fallout time. Fallout was Mission Impossible 6. And then from then on they had to keep bringing him back just just to save face and just to keep like consistency, but I mean, he, doesn't, he like he never has like a huge role in the Marvel movies, except for like Ultron, where he turns kind of bad. And, and he's not interesting. It's like Scarlett Johansson, like she's not, she's not that great of an actress. She's not interesting. She has her own movie, Tyler. Doesn't make her good. A lot of people are starting. We haven't seen the movie yet, though. Good. When does that come out? This it, year? It was supposed to come out this month. Oh well, it's not gonna happen. Now I know why you want to hate no, me. November. Hmm. Maybe Fred Durst will do a promo song for it. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. I'd be stoked for that. All right. Should we get more into this? Or should we get into something else? Um, what do you think? I mean, I got a couple other bangers. I don't know which yeah, what y'all what y'all want to do here. I mean, we haven't we haven't even really gone over my way or Roland. We we okay. dove a little bit into into urban assault vehicle, but the actual song Roland, I think that's a fucking real like one of the coolest riffs on the album. Move in, now move out. Hands up, now hands down. Back up, back Like it's it's the same thing throughout the entire song, but the way Wes plays it in the chorus and the verse, I think is it's fantastic. It's his timing. It's his timing and his groove that that set it apart. And the video, dude. The video is so goofy. It's so bad with Ben Stiller on top of the World Trade Center, right? Uh, yeah, right. And then don't forget, like the like the motion part when he's saying "rolling, rolling." He's sticking his arm out, doing like he's driving a car, rolling, <laughs> rolling, rolling. Yeah. He pushes his arms out, brings it back in. <laughs> hands up now, hands down. Back up, back up. Tell me what you're gonna do now. And then supposedly, oh. like this, this was uh, the World Trade Center. Whoever was what it was, like the day before the 9/11 attacks, Limbisca got a letter from the World Trade Centers saying, "Thank you for using our World Trade Centers in your video. Thank you for the exposure. Thank you for all this." And then Limbisca, then they're gone. The next caused time. them to go down. That's fucked up. Ooh, that is fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> can we can we laugh about it now? Uh, I guess it's been twenty we, years. It's been, it's been well, twenty years, almost. Nope. Yeah. Almost just Not about. funny yet. Okay, nope. they spent 22 hours on top of the World Trade Center of filming that video. Fuck that for that for that <laughs> video. Yeah, for that video, it should only taken an hour. Was, yeah. All I know. They do is like play the song. And, all right, I think we've got enough. 
and then have a helicopter, like have a helicopter fly around like maybe four or five times. Why would it take so long? And the actual dancing part, like you don't see them like when all the girls in the background, they could have done that in a warehouse somewhere. They don't have to do that on the World Trade Centers, but that's so stupid. 22 hours on top of that fucking building. That was a tall building too. Fuck. A lot of pigeon poop. I wonder if they were like like one of the last celebrities to be on the World Trade Centers. Well, it was like, this was like, a year. When was this? A year. It was like a year, almost, or a little less than a year before it happened. And who else would be on the world, top of the World Trade Center besides like janitors I don't know. And, and, and security guards? Maybe they were the last celebrities to be on top of the World Trade Centers. Mm, they could have been, yeah, very well. They could were, have been. fact. Can you imagine taking that elevator up to the top? That, that must have been like kind of creepy. Awkward. Or like scary. Because it would just take so long. Or imagine like if you dated somebody on like the tip top floor and then you guys broke up and then you had to work at the same time you had to take the elevator up. <laughs> That'd be super awkward. Just take the fucking stairs. Not a big <laughs> building. That's a very big building. How many floors is that? that was like 100 floors? Or About 1,000. 2,000 maybe. 1,000. <laughs> uh, the, the, the song Rollin' is also, uh, it was briefly used as the Undertaker's theme song, by the way. What? Maybe. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Kind of cool, huh? You guys love wrestling. Yeah. Well, you I guys mean, love some of us shit. do. Some of us pretend to and don't know what a full Nelson is. In the I watch once a year. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed too. Your the, brother um, would be ashamed, Ryan. <laughs> it's true, he <laughs> would. I noticed too that the um, the Wes's uh, guitar playing too. It, it was very similar. It, the song reminds me a lot of uh, Break Stuff with the heavy riffs because it's just like a couple notes or I think it's like two notes just played over and over and over again like you said and I think that's it's so cool just I mean we've talked about it before how he can just do so much with so little with, with his playing good stuff and then the clean guitar parts it's great it's so good uh, should we play some Roland and then get into the next song mm-hmm. I mean it's pretty iconic because Ben Stiller was in the video along with some other guy I, I yeah. still don't know who it is he looks really familiar, but I don't know who he is. He's been in like Mom, TV shows and stuff, that. but I don't I don't know who he is. But also the fact that like the way Fred Durst talks, like keep on rolling, baby, oh, and all those exhales. It's so annoying. It irritates me so much, but I just I love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. And uh, God, I'm not even. I don't know. Here, here's a here's a rolling um, by uh, Limbiscuit. All right, partner, keep on rolling, baby. You know what time it is. Do now. Keep on 
Oh. He does that so much <laughs> in, in like all the songs. He talks to himself. But for real though, like when when you hear that part, do you do you sing along to him talking or him talking to himself? I respond. I'm the responder. Yes, I do both. every time. I, I'm always a responder as well, and I even do like the facial expressions too. Like I, oh, <laughs> I like clench my shoulders up real close. <laughs> like you really got me. <laughs> oh, oh man, he's the, the busiest. He's so, so good. lame. They're so he's good. He's so lame. Hmm. Man, oh man, oh man. Ah. Which is the which, which song is the one where uh, where he he calls out Ben Stiller in the beginning? That one. That would. Yeah, that's not it. rolling. Yeah, it is. He goes, "You're my favorite motherfucker." No, it's. I told you, it's that one. It's not rolling. It is. It's the song after it, I think, mm-hmm. isn't it? Living it up. It's living it up, right? No, it's rolling. Well, in the movie. No, no, the... you, it's living it up. Mm-mm. It's the beginning of living it up, or like the end of rolling, beginning of living it up. Yeah, and it's really embarrassing. I hate it. I hate it so much. Well, then there's the outro too, right? Where I think that's Ben Stiller talking, though, like that, that rant. Is that Ben Stiller the, doing that rant at the end of the outro? Yeah, that's Ben Stiller. Yeah, and it, I, I think it's I, I, okay, so like the intro and the outro. How we, how Ryan want to start with the intro, but I think I think it's it's fun how the intro and the outro connect, almost like this was almost a concept album, and I think that's fun, and the outro was was just. Which is silly. So it was just very childish. It was very messy. It was very fun. And but it wasn't funny. Dude, were you kidding me? Like there's two minutes of just looped laughter. And at first it's it's kind of funny, and then it gets awkward, and then it goes back to hilarious. Because no, from, from four forty five <laughs> to seven forty, right? That's that's three minutes of just looped laughter. There's no way you can listen to that three minutes and not and not chuckle once. There's no way. There's no, no I, I just I just stopped. I don't believe it. I don't believe that you can <laughs> listen to that. No, no I don't. Soul. I don't believe you can listen to that three minutes I of laughter it, and not and chuckle. I, no and way. I skipped the three and they're still laughing. And I skipped the four and they're still laughing and I just stopped. I will bet. I will bet money. I will bet anything that you cannot listen to that. I, I'll be in town in a couple of weeks. I will bet money you cannot listen to that three minutes and not even not even crack a smile. Okay. No way. <laughs> Ryan's gonna try very hard to prove. There's this, no your point fucking wrong. way. No fucking way. I don't know. Whatever. Idiots. Yeah, the beginning of living it up. I I, I just want to play how embarrassing it is. Oh wait. Oh no. See, I'm totally. Oh, it's the it end of rolling. The beginning. Of no, it's not. It okay. No, no, no. It's it's the beginning of living it up. That's how it is. At least on Spotify. He was just saying it. I know. Stop. I fucked up. <laughs> I hate that. He sounded like uh, the guy from The Hangover. What's the Asian guy's name in the trunk of the car? Oh, yeah, I don't that remember. That motherfucker. Like that sound. That's what he sounded like. He kind of <laughs> did. <laughs> but even that the, that song, the Living It Up song, is whatever. It, it's good. Not bad. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, what else do we want to get into? The artwork, because it's so weird and everything about it's weird. Yeah, about the the artwork, the band. I mean, everything they. I feel, I feel like everything they've done has been intentionally made to disgust or piss off people. 
Or just look ugly. Yeah, it just, it's unpleasant. It was done by Wes Borland, right? He, he did the, the artwork for this. Did he do it for this one too? Yeah. I know he did Gold Cobra. I think he does almost all of the artwork that's gross and weird looking. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. But I mean, make sense. there's like these weird, I don't even know what the fuck, like baby children things. With, like baby alien goblin looking things. Like with, like they've been eating too much rice, but there's five of them, I, I would assume, to, to match the members. Of, eating too much rice? What does that even mean? <laughs> Because what you see, like on the 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 poor kids from like Ethiopia, they they eat oh a lot of rice, so their stomach gets so large. Stupid. You're gonna feel stupid when you look this up and realize that's the reason why <laughs> no, their bellies are big. Exactly I know what you're, what you're saying, but that's not from eating too much rice. Yes, it that's is. That's from not eating. No, that's from not eating. They, no, they like the main. That's thing what that happens they eat when is you like starve. Rice is. is I know, they get but rice. that's what happens. Rice is cheap. No. We send them rice. I know, but your your stomach distends like that because you don't eat. It's because you're malnourished and you're starving. It's not because of the rice. It's your body's reaction. That's all reaction they eat it. is rice. What are you but talking about? But that That's why you don't feed pigeons reaction. rice because it expands in their bodies and explodes them. <laughs> not literally, but it, <laughs> makes, your, it makes your it makes your stomach grow to large sizes. <laughs> oh my god! If you didn't eat anything, your stomach wouldn't expand, bro. Come on, come on, guy. <laughs> oh I'll, I'll wait I'll wait I'm, I'm, I got my fingers <laughs> up too Just so you know <laughs> Alright I guess these little creatures Do look like like, like what you were just children, saying Apparently that don't eat Because Instead of losing because weight they have no food. You, ex- Your body gases expand in your stomach Alright uh, <laughs> No, but they're ugly, and it's an ugly, an ugly piece of art. But it works for the band. No art is ugly, Tyler. That's you know you're right. Dude, this is ugly. You're I don't right think it's that. ugly. I think I think it's fine. It's just dark. It's up to interpretation. No, it is. And then he's holding up that starfish with the butthole on it. <laughs> yeah, it's a that's a clear butthole. Hundred yeah. percent. But you know, it's what Limp Bizkit does. It's what they do. They, they um they like to push people's buttons, and it's the long con, like we like what we were saying earlier. <laughs> and you know I think we talked about this way back when we first did this and uh, kind of throwing it back a little bit f- f- bit farther with Limbiscuit but are, hold on are we, are we boring you what? I'm sorry he is yawning he is are, are, we, are we boring you <laughs> I'm Borophil <laughs> more like chlorophyll do you need to get back to your fucking <laughs> bed where you play your video games all the fucking time? He's like laying on the couch too right now. Oh my god, dude! Uh, he but complains other, when he doesn't come on. He complains when he's on. Number one, I've never complained about not coming on. You complained the other day. Excuse yeah, you do complain. Thanks for the ranking of the album. You do almost verbatim. You do. What are you talking about? I was saying um, the uh, some other band names for the band were uh, uh, Fred Durst wanted to call the band Gimp Disco. Another one was called uh, Split Dick Slit, uh, Bitch Piglet, and my favorite, my personal favorite, Blood Fart. That was supposed to be uh, some of the band names for Limbiscuit, but in the end, they decided those were too raunchy and uh, less marketable. So feeds more into the long con of Fred Durst. That's what it is. Because you got to choose a name that's just disgusting enough 
to catch your eye and your ear, but not mm-hmm. overly disgustingly aggressive to where, like a mom, like no fucking way I'm buying this for my kid. Like blood fart, there's no way. There's, there's <laughs> like Tyler, I know for a fact, there's no way your mom would ever buy you blood fart. No, when you were going, yeah. <laughs> but Limp Biscuit, maybe that would have slid. Maybe. Yeah, I, it didn't because I had a burn copy of it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thief. Yeah, I had to. They were okay you with said it. Said you bought it the day one. No, I bought. What, what did I buy day you one? You said when you talked I, about I know. the sales of the album, like did I was I, one of those purchases. No, it, I, it was. I wasn't allowed to buy a significant other, mm. but I did buy um, chocolate starfish. That's mm. what it was. It was significant other. You almost did, but you didn't, Mm. because I got my stories confused. Mm. Mm. So anyway, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (sighs) this album got also, even though it sold so many copies, got mostly negative reviews, which just makes sense. Because everybody's a poser. Everyone just jumps on the bandwagon of hating Limbiscuit and Fred Durst without actually listening to it, which clearly neither of you did, because Full Nelson is your favorite song, so. You missed the point there. Ah, oh, Ryan, Ryan, Ryan. What did I do? <laughs> what a guy. <laughs> Why did you yell at Ryan? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, that's good. Okay, should we get into any more songs? Should we wrap it up? What do you think? I mean, it's up to it's up to the guest. He's clearly he's clearly not having a good time. So, what do you think, Ryan? What? I'll, all right. I'll just say I'm my favorite to, lyric I'm on the entire album, and then, and then I'll like call Olympus it. What'd you say, Jeff? I'll say I'll, I'll say my favorite lyric, my favorite line in the entire album, and then I'll, and then I'm done. I'm good. Okay. What it, do came, you got? it came from the song "Hot Dog," and it's when he says "fake ass titties on a fucked up chest." Ah, oh, that's that's my favorite line too. <laughs> it's stupid. <laughs> it's, it's beyond stupid. It's, <laughs> like, I don't even know what I don't even know how to like dissect it at all. It's just so. stupid. Stupid! It's so I, dumb. I would have loved to have been there when the, he was writing the lyrics to that song. I go, <laughs> like it had to, he must have just been hanging out with his friends and just, just wondering like the most fucked up and stupid <laughs> things they can come up with. Titties <laughs> on a fucked up chest. <laughs> <laughs> He's so good. It's very very good. I, I love found that song a, too. I found a tweet. By on May eighth, someone tweeted, "Does Tom Cruise listen to music?" They said, "Just that one song, Limp Biscuit made for Michigan." (laughs) 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 I can see it. He's so weird. I can see it. I can see it. That was good. Don't forget, Fred Durst was in Zoolander too. Oh, he's a movie star. Yeah, he's in Zoolander. Oh. Well, I mean, if he's that good of friends with Ben Stiller, it makes sense. He's a movie star. He's probably he's a bigger a movie star. Director. Than, uh, it's true. He worked with Travolta. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to watch that movie. There's no way it could be that bad. <laughs> There's no way it could be that bad. Maybe, maybe, maybe like given the long con thing, it would be different. Ooh, if you go with it, and yeah, maybe with you know? that in mind. Absolutely. <laughs> what are you laughing about? Nothing. Nothing. We're just like we're, we're we're trying real hard to make Fred Durst better than maybe he actually is. He is though. He's pretty cool. Oh, like also it. Terry Date, the guy who produces album, he produced Science Tyler by Incubus. Yeah, he and also, also produced that shitty corn album that you like. He didn't produce a corn album. No, he didn't. He didn't do See You on the Other Side. No. Are you no, sure? That was um, that was um, 
Atticus Ross and uh, you're just gonna make maybe it was Terry Dayman. No, no one, maybe it no is one's Terry. Heard of fucking Atticus Ross. That's not a person. Atticus Ross works with Nine Inch Nails <laughs> and Trent Reznor. I'm pretty sure he produced you on the side, bro. I think you're right. I, I I do think you're right. He co-produced it with Atticus Ross. I'm pretty sure you're right. I don't know what the fuck. But anyway, but he also he also did a lot with uh, Deftones, and he's working on the new Deftones record as well. He worked with Pantera. He's worked with a lot of people. So he's and it kind of makes you wonder too, like more of the long con thing like he must have um he must have been good friends with fred and that's why he decided to do it i feel like 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 limp biscuit playing in jacksonville in the early days at that club i can't remember the name of that club that was iconic oh uh the the milk bar or something yeah the milk yeah, bar the milk like, bar, like yeah. the cbgb of the south mm-hmm. i feel like limp biscuit playing like sugar like uh, there's a story i read where sugar ray after they were kind of semi-famous Opened up for Limp Biscuit in Jacksonville because of how much, how big of a following Limp Biscuit had in the Jacksonville area, and so I, I, I think there's something to that. I think there's something to not only Limp Biscuit having good music because no matter what your gimmick is, your music has to be tolerable for people to come back. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think there's something to be said about about the marketing and 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 kind of like similar to Danzig with the Misfits of how how hard he worked. To post flyers to get the name of the misfits out there. Fred Durst was the same way. Yeah, he constantly was. out there posting flyers up, talking to people. I mean, he was true DIY master marketer. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then I'm looking through more through uh, Terry Date stuff too. He's he's done a lot of good stuff. He's worked with Slayer. Uh, he worked with Smashing Pumpkins on their album Zeitgeist. Oof. And like you were right with with the CEO on the other side by Corn. He's worked with a lot of. I forget how how many good bands he's worked with over the year over the years yeah he's good he's good stuff good producer good on terry date ah boy oh boy oh boy all right ryan's having a blast right right now so let's um let's let's just wrap it up oh i actually big honorable mention to a song that a lot of people don't talk about but that's boiler that song is a it's, it's like a that. true banger. It's a true banger. The uh, music video plays uh, plays into your long con theory too. In what way? Does like Transformers actually Transformers two copies it with the ladies turning from sexy to robot, shooting a little robot arm at him and <laughs> jump through the window like an action <laughs> hero. <laughs> yeah, that was a great video. That was a cool video. <laughs> I also actually my my second or third favorite lyric from the album was from Boiler when he says sometimes some things turn into dumb things. Mm-hmm. I felt that was really basic, really cheesy, but pretty profound. It is. He knows what he's doing. Fred Durst is not a dumb man Debatable. at all. He's not, he's not a dumb man. Mad respect for Fred. Except, all right. except for Nelson. Oh my God! You need to get off this full Nelson. See, if shit. I didn't say that it was my favorite, Jeff would have raved about it later. He probably would. I, look at my oh, fucking notes. All my look at all my notes. Full Nelson, all number my one. Stupid, stupid, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I deleted them, but I can't see them. <laughs> you probably would have done that. I shit. fucking Tyler. You know, I. There's no way. You I would have raved about full Nelson. Get the fuck out of here. I know you would have. Tell you, me, you were as predictable as the sun's rise and the moon. I didn't even say like, it was my favorite, you I, dummy. No, I know it's not your favorite, but I, I knew so you would like that about? one a lot because it's very new metal. Oh, my God. Who cares? It's good. Regardless of genre, it's good. That's stupid. 
Yeah, I'm just saying. I don't be you, so narrow-minded, I, I know, Tyler, I know you better don't than be you so know yourself. Don't be so narrow-minded. No, that's completely untrue. No. Jeff's just mad because it wasn't his idea. He didn't get to express it to the airwaves. Beat him <laughs> to the punch, just like I always do. <laughs> don't. I don't think there's ever been a time in our lives that you've ever beat me to any punch. It's all the time. You never know. It used to be on the daily, then you had to run away. <laughs> I don't even know what to run away out of state. What that even means? Exactly. You had to leave the state. You're always like two steps behind. You catch up eventually, though. Actually, okay. to be fair, me leaving the state is probably beating you to the long punch. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's supposed to mean? <laughs> because realistically, at some point, your state's going to be so broke. You're going to end up trying to buy something that's way out of your price range, having to get roommates. So leaving the state is actually beating you to the punch. Staying in that, that state, that decaying state, literally, is no, not doing you any okay. favors. I think I'll be okay, Jeff. I hope so. I truly hope so. <laughs> you don't want to subject yourself to But I think alone. I think in a world of hurt. <laughs> All right, what are our final thoughts on this record and what are we going to rate it? Out of our three-point rating system, where three is a perfect album, <laughs> two is a good <laughs> album, <laughs> one is a bad album, but you should give it a shot, and zero is trash. Who wants to go first? Jeff, take it away. Well, again, asking who wants to go first and then going back <laughs> on our previously already agreed upon like rotation. That's why I, that's why I said your name. I'm trying to... Fix Why would error. you ask who wants to I go first? I was fixing my error. I forgot. I, 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 I get it. It was, it was only an hour ago. I'm, I'm sorry. That's a long time. Yeah, if you're a goldfish, I guess it's a I'm long a time. I'm a goldfish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this, uh, this album was good. This album was, was great. This album uh, truly shows that Fred Durst is in it for the long con, that he knows exactly what he's doing, minus full Nelson. Everything else about this album is at least okay. Too perfect, unbelievable. But, but if I had to, if I ever give it a rating, I'd probably give it like a. I'd probably give it a solid two point five. I give two point five. It's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Two point five. What about you, Ryan? What do you got? What are your final thoughts and your rating? Looking at my notes. All right. Now my quick snap judgment would be <laughs> to give it a three. However, <laughs> however, why would you even think that initially? However, it gets dinged. For number one, the one. That one's that one's trash. Mm-hmm. How many two, times have you flipped two. that paper around? Hold because on, he can't though. read his own writing. He writes like <laughs> chicken scratch. He can't read it. So he has to. Like, <laughs> he has number to look two, at the buzzwords. Is hold on. That one's poop. And number three, the outro is just awful. So I deducted three points for a two point seven. Damn. Wow, look at that. That, that wouldn't be deducting three points. You'd be deducting point three points. Point three points, fine. but that's fine. Yeah. Math is hard. You just see his paper, too. It's all, like, crinkled up. I don't know what he's been doing with his paper, but... Does, does he still write like he would with his left hand if because he's yeah. right-handed? Yeah. It, yeah, it's never, definitely. Yeah, I don't understand. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> all right, final thoughts for myself. Uh, it's a great album. Not perfect at all. But uh, there are some some stinkers to OK songs, like I said. The Urban Assault vehicle rolling version, Get Your Groove On, the one. But when it when it's high, it's really, really high on this record with songs, you know, like um, Full Nelson, 
like my generation, like boiler, like a, like my way, like hot dog, you know, some true bangers right there. Take a look around. So I'm going to have to give this one a, um, a 2.5, solid 2.5. Mm-hmm. It's good. I love this record for the most part. It's great. So there you go. That's what people we are going to fucking hate us for giving this such a high ranking. It's a good you're, record. You're, you're one Europe fan, <laughs> really. Yes. You really shout from the rooftops. All of our all of our fan is going to be so <laughs> upset. <laughs> they forgot about Justin and Annie. Oh, and Justin! Kenny. Justin's going to be the most upset. He's going to be so pissed <laughs> that we shit talk Tool and shit talk Mudvayne so much, but give a Limp Biscuit like that eighty five percent. Well, it's true. Limp Biscuit is better than Tool. It's the way she goes. Damn. They are. They that are. That would be a fun episode to have Justin to debate whether or not Limbisk is better than Tool. That would be actually pretty interesting. I'd enjoy that. And Kenny, have Kenny on too. Actually, having them both on and fighting would be good. <laughs> They'd get so mad. They'd probably leave. It'd be great. Heads would but, explode. <laughs> but anyway, that's uh, this is Asinine Radio. Join us next week because it's going to be a solid episode as well. I hope. But uh, thank you to Ryan, the Ryan, for joining us, for for ending his boycott briefly. Um, Oh, it's back, baby. Yeah. See you next year, baby. Yeah, see you next year for our 300th episode, or in a couple years for a 300th episode. So that's it. That's all. Oh God! Here's uh, here's the song that Ryan wants to hear. Not yet, though. <laughs> no, dude. I thought you said it's the last time. But have you seen the video for that one, or or, or, or did you watch the oh, video no, for no, that? No, no, no. I'm yeah. like a seal. <laughs> did you watch the video for it? It's your body's reaction. That's all reaction they eat it. is rice. What are you but talking about? But that that's why you don't feed pigeons reaction. rice because it expands in their bodies and explodes them. <laughs> Not literally, but it, <laughs> makes, your, it, makes, your, it makes your stomach grow to large sizes. <laughs> oh, my God. If you didn't eat anything, your stomach wouldn't expand, bro. Come on. Come on, guy. <laughs>